Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, Dave here. We are here again for another Cinemile, and I'm here with my wife and co-host, Kathy, as always. Hello. And uh, today we are walking to the movie Logan, the new um, Marvel 20th Century Fox movie set in the X-Men universe, and the last Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman in the role. He said this is his last, and I think Patrick Stewart has also said it will be his last turn as Professor X. Uh, I am very, very excited about this because the trailers look amazing. The reviews have been solid. Everyone I've spoken to at work has said it's brilliant. It's um, R-rated in the States. It's got a 15 certificate here, so it should be it should be in that sort of Deadpool league of no-holds-barred uh, action and blood and guts. And uh, apparently it's got a bit of an, a more of an emotional edge to it. It kind of looks like... Um, very similar to the video game The Last of Us to me, which I absolutely loved on PlayStation. Anyway, I'm rambling on here. Um, yeah, you really are. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> and I need to point out, right, we were really busy this weekend and we've loads on. So we're going to an 11 o'clock in the morning showing <laughs> on a, like probably the first sunny day we've had in ages. Yeah, but I really, really wanted to see this and it's the only showing we could get to. So. Yeah. Plus, it, it should be empty, right, at 11 in well, the morning on a Saturday? Kids, right? Kids, it's at 15. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, and look, I actually, personally, while I've really gone off all the superhero movies at this point, and they all take themselves too seriously, I prefer the X-Men ones because they, <coughs> excuse me, they don't take themselves as seriously as the other Marvel ones, you know, usually. And I really like Hugh Jackman, and I quite like Wolverine. I know I haven't seen, I didn't see his standalone movies before, I haven't seen those. But obviously I've seen him in the X-Men ones, Um and I love Patrick Stewart and I agree the trailer looks really good but I also think if you put Johnny Cash Hurt over any trailer it would look good so <laughs> yeah, I think we that, need to take that with a pinch of salt that is a great trailer and I think the reviews as always with comic book movies are at the moment being written by fans so I take them with a pinch of salt too I think that's fair and look we saw a similar level of hyperbole around Rogue One which well, you know, we didn't think it lived up to um, interestingly on the Johnny Cash thing it's directed by 
James Mangold, who also directed the best standalone Wolverine movie to date, The Wolverine. And he also directed the Walk the Line Johnny Cash movie. Oh, interesting. Okay, I did like that. So yeah, anyway, I'm basically completely neutral on it. I'm only going because I'm a nice wife and you want to go. Um, (laughs) And I agree the trailer (laughs) looked good. (laughs) I do agree the trailer looked good. And I I, I think it's cool they've called it Logan. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How many, um, how many X-Men Wolverine movies can you name that he's been in? So this is his last but ever one. But he's been in all of them, hasn't he? No, he hasn't. Oh. How, how many Wolverine he was in the last films one we can, saw. You, can you name? He had a kind of a bad cameo in the last one we saw, which I enjoyed because I like him. An unnecessary cameo in X-Men And this isn't an interesting question because I have no answer for it. (laughs) I don't remember the name of any of the X-Men movies. (laughs) And I assumed he was in them all. So I guess he was in X-Men First Class. I remember the name of that one. He had a a tiny cameo in that. And also, we just have to say, Hugh Jackman's so funny. I read recently, a couple of months ago, that someone was drowning in Bondi Beach and he rescued them. Yeah. As you would. He's like the perfect the, man, isn't he? <laughs> it's entirely the behaviour I would expect from him. <laughs> uh, I, I assume right now, if I was to jump in the Thames and drown, Hugh Jackman would show up and somehow rescue me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like him. I just think I just think what I tend to like about the X-Men movies is they're a bit more fun. So I'd be a bit annoyed now if this is just really, really up its own arse and taking itself too seriously. Well, that is your biggest complaint, taking itself too seriously. And I wonder, because this movie does look like it's a little bit serious it does yeah. I just hope there's a bit of fun in it and I mean Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman together are amazing so hopefully is right. it, wait, so is it set after all the other X-Men movies we've seen um, it's set like decades after it's in the future it seems to be in some sort of post-apocalyptic world from the trailer I don't think it's post-apocalypse but it's a it's a world where mutants are basically don't exist anymore and it that, I don't really know much because I've been, I've been avoiding So we might see some of the other X-Men characters. I would like that. Yeah, potentially. Basically, right. I want to see Jennifer Lawrence. We're here now. You're not going to see Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, really? Are you sure? I really doubt it. Um, is James McAvoy in it? No, because James McAvoy is Patrick Stewart. Okay. Right. Unless they do flashbacks. I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're here. Bye. I don't want to be late. Bye. Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real Beneath the She's like you. Of time. Very much like you. The feelings disappear. She needs our help. You are. Someone come along. Someone has come along. I am still right here. And you could have it all. Right, what'd you think of that? I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. It was incredible. I think it's the best comic book movie I've ever seen. And actually, aside from being a comic book superhero movie, it's just a brilliant movie. Um, and I, it, 
I mean, Hugh Jackman's amazing anyway, right? And Patrick Stewart's amazing. And the young girl was incredible. Oh, what a standout. Yeah. And that's her first movie, I think. Well, she got an introducing so credit. good. But I think what I, one of the reasons I really liked it is it shied away from all the problems I traditionally have with those movies in that there was no spectacle CG scene so all the fighting was like hand to hand and really visceral and amazing and I, the kind of fighting I love like you see in a good Mission Impossible movie and then the plot was standalone so it wasn't caught up in some stupid overarching over villain plot that's really confusing and makes no sense yeah. so those two things first of all were big pluses for me and then you just feel like the characters have earned that movie. I mean, they've been around since what, the 90s? 2000. Was 2000, the first, the first, time first that movie. They were on screen together. And even like a casual viewer of those movies like me, I've seen those characters so many times. And I just felt like they earned the movie and it was incredible. And I was really moved by it. Totally. It had such poignancy to it all. Um, seeing the two of them um, together, uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart again. And they were at their like. They were really having fun with the role. Yeah, they um, really... Um, they felt like people who've known each other a long time and it really worked that it could have a 15s rating because their dialogue was very authentic for people who are, you know, at kind of a crap stage of their life and really unhappy and life hasn't brought them where they want to be. And it was just good that they could, you know, the way they were speaking and acting was different than in the other movies. It was really like a road trip uh, in many ways, the movie. It kind of, in some ways, reminded me of... Uh, Little Miss Sunshine in a way mm. in a very strange way in that you have sort of three generations yeah. on a road trip together um, yeah I see that I thought that was an absolute knockout movie yeah I'm really blown away the, and the, it was so long and I'm like disappointed when it ended I could have watched more like you said yeah, well I know you do like to talk about the duration <laughs> of movies on this and uh, that was surprisingly long it was two hours and twenty minutes but it um, just earned it like there was a justifiable reason for the movie to be that long yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel it. And there were a lot of scenes that had like a lot of breathing room. We'll, we'll save the details for Spoiler Street, but there's a, there's a whole section in the middle where they um, visit a house and it, uh, it, it sort of... It, it had a lot of breathing room and there was a lot of character moments and they let the character moments um, develop Yeah, they did. Nicely. And the dialogue was great and I felt like... It was really good, and this isn't a spoiler because you said this before the before the podcast. It's really good. There was no one else in it, no other characters. It was just about them. It was a real character movie. Yeah, it's just about those three characters. Yeah. Because when you look at if you compare it to X Men Apocalypse, which only came out six or seven months ago, and I know you did enjoy that movie. Yeah, but I've but completely forgotten it. Like I don't remember that, that movie, was, but I'll remember just, this movie. That was crowded. It was yeah. crowded with people. They threw more people into it. And the stakes were the apocalypse. It's the end of the exactly. world. Exactly. The stakes Doesn't in this are just human life. And that's the most interesting stake of all. Exactly. They, they, they had two characters who we already loved and care about. They introduced a girl. They made you care for her. Um, she was incredible. And the stakes that way are way, way higher. And, um, okay, I'll, I'll, save the, I'll save the details well, for we Spoiler Street. Spoiler Street. So we just, we both loved it. Okay, absolutely recommend that. Um, such, a, such an amazing movie. And as well, the action scenes, I think, like you said, the um, they're not over the top. There's there, there's not a lot of spectacle. They're just um, very down to earth. Um, the opening scene was brutal. incredible. Just raw, wasn't it? So the brutal. The opening fight scene with Wolverine was amazing. And one of the other things I loved was that he's like out of shape now. 
Yes. <laughs> and he, you know, like Hugh Jackman looks a lot older. He looks wrecked. Did they age him up, do you think? or did No, I mean, he's probably in he his late 50s now. But he doesn't have that much grey in his hair, does he? I don't know. I mean, he probably normally dyes it. I don't know. Patrick Stewart, they aged him because he's playing a 90-year-old. Yeah. But yeah, he just, he looked rough and um, he looked old and wrecked and he was limping and like you just felt like he was very vulnerable in the movie and I've never felt that with Wolverine before. Yeah. And he didn't have his chops. He had a big raggedy old grey beard. The way, the, way, the way he held himself was very different. Yeah, he looked a, a bit skinnier as well. He's not as buff as he usually is in those movies. I mean, he's still a beast. I will say... Um Props to Hugh Jackman for the last... He's played this character for 17 years. It's the character that made his career, and a lot of other actors can get snobby about, um, say, comic book movies or, uh, or, a, or being typecast and could easily turn their back on things. But Hugh Jackman has always embraced Wolverine, even, um, even at times when... The, the movies weren't so when good the movies you know, are bad because yeah. there have been bad movies I mean he's a very high calibre actor and my feeling was watching it I, thought, he, I mean this could be an Oscar role like this is an incredible performance he made me he made me tear up twice. like he was he I, was well, Oscar nominated cried at one point he over cried for ages he was Oscar nominated wasn't he for Les Mis yeah now he's no better in Les Mis than he is in this movie and I mean that as a compliment He's, yeah, he's incredible. A great actor. He's just he blew my mind. Like this is the best I've I've probably never seen him act as well. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, spoiler street. All right. Let's move on to spoiler street. Uh, so spoilers now for Logan. Um, okay. The that so so much to talk about. I know that action scene. I think my favorite action scene was at the um, in Mexico when they they come for her. You first see her powers. Yeah. And, it's like, and she's Wolverine. Wow. And she's. <laughs> badass she's yeah. so good she's him but more badass because she's got foot claws as well but you know what <laughs> yeah we didn't see her use her foot claws a whole lot but um well that's because Patrick Stewart said something like it was only for defense not oh, for I liked offense that, yeah. yeah um what I loved about that scene and all the scenes was that the action felt realistic it felt so realistic like I was so engaged if I'm watching basically any other Marvel movie and there's a fight scene on I'm like oh I'll just go to the bathroom like this is so boring I'm never engaged in anything they do. But in this one, I felt... You felt every yeah. punch. Like, it was very... I was wincing brutal. and I was gasping. And, oh, it was so, like, yeah. gory. Um, but, but I will say, what, what in particular what I mean is there's a moment where they're driving a limo. I love that the limo featured so heavily. The limo. I love that he's yeah. a limo driver. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the scenes at the start when he had all the, like, you know, the random people you would have yeah, in the, the back of the limo. the parties and the, yeah. the, the hen parties. And so the, funny. Yeah, it was so interesting that that was his job. But um, I love there's a moment where they're driving the limo towards the fence, right? And we've seen this and he starts, you know, we see the, uh, he goes into fifth gear and sixth gear. You see the speedometer <laughs> go up. We've seen that scene in a million action movies. And, you know, they're supposed to plow through the fence and they get out of there. And but I it didn't happen. And I wouldn't have that kind of acceleration. Yeah, and it didn't. No. And it got stuck on the barbed wire fence. And I like that they played with our expectation in an action movie because it's not a traditional action movie. No. Then they used the fence. The barbed wire got stuck on the car and he reversed. Yeah, that was and amazing. somebody was stuck on top of the fence and was shooting at them. That's just really, really clever action choreography. And I think, like, this is almost where we would need notes to go by scene by scene because it was so long. But we need to talk about Patrick Stewart and his character. I can't believe... It's so loud, by the way. We don't normally do this this time of day. And there's a a lot of aeroplanes going over us. Um, 
Patrick, it's really sad. That's how Professor X's life turns out. I know, and interesting how they never, they never quite give us the details of what happened in Westchester, which was where that's where their mansion is. So well, it, it seems like to be... he just killed everyone by mistake. No, they said he injured four, four six hundred people and, and forty died. Oh well, because which, he had a which seizure. must have been a lot of the X Men, right? Yeah, I don't he know. Must I have just killed thought a lot it was of them. Really interesting. And they said, you know, it's a degenerative brain disease and the most powerful brain in the world. What does that mean? So interesting. So clever. And the, the way they classed his brain as a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. And that Hugh Jackman's like drugging him at the start of the movie. And I felt really uncomfortable. He was essentially locked into a room and being drugged. But then by the end, you realise why he was doing that. Because he's so dangerous. It was for everyone else's safety. But, yeah. he, but he wanted to keep him alive because he couldn't bear to lose and him. And Patrick Stewart's just... I mean, he's always amazing, but... Wow, I, I I almost wish he'd been in a little bit longer. When he died, it was so sad. Okay, so and sad. we need to talk about Wolverine clone, which is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. They kept that they kept that hidden very nicely. They didn't reveal anything of that in the trailers. No, I never knew that. And when no, Wolverine was fighting his own clone, who was basically the Terminator, that was awesome. That was very Terminator. The whole thing felt like the Terminator. Um. Sorry, we're getting distracted by all the traffic. Yeah, so basically, I actually gasped with excitement when that clone came out. And But also, I mean, it didn't really make sense that Patrick um, Stewart had his big confessional bed scene to the clone. Because if the clone is that angry and, you know... <laughs> yeah, what was he waiting, he waiting for? Why was he just standing there <laughs> listening to this confession? I, I, and the family! Why did they put that family at risk? I know. That but like terrible. Wolverine or Logan knew that they needed to leave but to be fair Patrick Stewart was like I can't do it I'm too sick um, and also but he what a beautiful scene he had it was pretty much his last uh, set of dialogue you know this was the most perfect night I've had in so long um, I know and it just just before they all get murdered because of me it felt like a really selfish act on Patrick Stewart like Professor X I don't care how tired you are you don't put a family like that yeah, at risk shouldn't have known. and it was so beautiful because he said to Logan, just feel it. Just feel what it's like to be with a family like yes, this. Yes, I love and that And then line. when Logan died, he said, I feel it now. Or this is what it feels like. But you know, I thought so that Logan was... So Logan was re- referencing what Patrick Stewart had yeah, told him I to feel the up. love of a family. But also, I thought he might have also been referring to death. No, I think he was... He was... No, no, oh, I... wait. Yeah, no, he was... Re- it, could, I think... it, could, it could be read both ways. I, no, because he felt a family because the daughter called him daddy. This is what it feels like. Yeah, it was lovely. I was so upset when he died. I couldn't... I Basically, my fantasy for the end of the movie was... All, the kids were incredible, but that all, we were saying it was like um, Hook. <laughs> we were expecting Rufio. 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 But um, when... I, what I wanted, and I know this is lame, but I wanted Logan to like start a, start a school start with Start a new school And he would them, be yeah. the new Professor X. This is a better way to end it, though, and, a better, and just the perfect way to end uh, like Hugh Jackman's legacy. What a what a great like run he's had with this I know, character. I I'm just I'm so glad he's not doing anymore, and I'm so glad that that Patrick Stewart's not doing anymore. And I love that we have a whole new host of characters in those kids now. Do you think they'll get a movie? No, well maybe. Look, they're cool. They were cool. I don't I don't think so. I hope they don't go that route. Um, I'm she try- needs a movie. Are you kidding me, little girl Wolverine? I mean, yeah. she's getting a movie. I guess it would be cool. She but, is kick ass. But they do have this other bankable franchise with Jennifer Lawrence and all them set in the. I think they're already doing another one set in the nineties this time. Okay. Because you know, they do that every decade thing. Um, interesting to try and figure out where this kind of sits on the timeline. Like I was trying to figure that like out. Like, is this the alternate? Because it's so confusing now. Because there's two timelines. 
yeah, because I was of that confused. time travel one. I was trying to remember the last time we saw a grown-up X-Men movie without James McAvoy and those people. So it was two it was two movies, two X-Men movies back. It was X-Men Days of Future Past. But they were all in that though, weren't they? They were all in that. That's the last time we saw the older ones. But then Logan changed the past because um Magneto drops a stadium and on front of Richard Nixon and then we oh, create an yeah. alternate timeline. Remember that. But um, no, I say I remember that and I don't. They're completely unmemorable because there were too there's, there's too much going on. Well, that was a very good one, that one. Yeah, it was. No, I really enjoyed it, but I don't remember it. But yeah. Logan, I, will, I think I'll always remember it. It's incredible. It was so, so good. Um, well, uh, did you spot Stephen Merchant as the... Uh, I think Catalan was... Yeah, he name? was good. I love when he said he was basically like a truffle finder, like Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also, it did annoy me a little bit that he led them at all to the girl. They said he, uh, yeah, it was a little, it was a little confusing. They were torturing him, and yeah, apparently he killed he, himself at the end. So he apparently was they were to resisting. Die. Yeah, but I guess he didn't have the opportunity to kill himself. Before oh, that. we have to discuss the baddies. They were ridiculous. Like, why are you trying to kill all these children? Richard E. Grant uh, was a little bit sort of one note evil yeah. scientist villain. He was barely in it as well. I will say, I'm a, a, the, one slight criticism I would have of the movie, and this is minor because I thought it was near flawless, was it's a little bit disappointing that they did the whole uh, scientists genetically engineering on mutants plot again an evil scientist yeah I and wanted he, the kids to be naturally mutant and he even said that he was the son of the people who one of the scientists who, who made Wolverine it's like I felt like they'd ugh. left out a scene there actually because it was very strange in the last four minutes of the movie for Richard Grant to make that reveal but not in any sort of dramatic way like it didn't matter when he made it it just fell a bit flat. Well, it was, it was interesting how they delivered uh, that exposition that they had been um, genetically engineering all our food and water, which had, that's what had bred out mutant Oh, kind. see, I didn't understand that. That's there was what he too said, much yeah. exposition in his sentence. So, you know, they've kind of been hinting at it the whole time because of the, you know, they talked about the crops, and he said it was making corn juice, which everyone was drinking. Ah, okay. It so all they, that's kind how they of tied in together. Mutants. So that's how they, that's how they bred out mutants by genetically manipulating people's food and water, which is quite quite an interesting plot considering you know yeah, the way really agriculture is that. these days. Yeah, and um, I just think we were laughing. The nurse character who had rescued the girl had this perfectly cut together documentary on her phone, <laughs> yeah. secret footage of um, all the lab stuff that was going on, well, and like, she was even filming as she was fleeing with the children, she, and then she cut it all together she and did to a voiceover. Yes, yeah, she would have <laughs> to do a voiceover, cut the footage together. And how did she get the footage um, in the operating room? I have no if she idea. was like a cleaner or but a I nurse. But I love the idea that they were trying to turn these children into killing machines and the children refused and the children didn't want to fight. I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, the, I thought the um, the henchman with the robot arm was quite... He, he was, was quite an enjoyable actor. I like his first scene when he was in the limo talking to Wolverine. Yeah, that was good. And it was interesting, because um, I don't remember if this is in the other bo- movies or not, but that there were comic books of Wolverine. Is that in the other no, movies? No, that's not in any of the other movies. So well, I guess I guess this is set, you know, decades after those. Um, so their exploits would have been captured by someone. It was, it, was, it was quite meta. It was fun. And also we noticed, unless we missed it, there was no Stan Lee in this movie. No. Which is finally too unless old. It was, unless it was very subtle. I don't know. Yeah, but usually it's not subtle when he's in them. But actually it would have felt out of place, don't you think? The tone of it? Because anytime Stan Lee does... Those cameras, it's very winky winky in a comic. Well, thing. he could have been the, the, for example, when the little girl had a bit of a fun scene where she was stealing stuff in the shop. I would have expected him to be the in the shop or something. Yeah. 
Um, I love her though. She's incredible. I wonder where she's from. She's obviously Spanish language speaking. Yeah. And I love that she was mute for most of it. She's so powerful. I love when she just started. When you first hear her voice, you're like, oh, she's just a little girl. Yeah, you she's can't a little forget. girl, really she annoying. She had a really squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah. And she's just screaming Spanish at him. Just screaming the names over yeah. and over again. But I am really, I have to say, and it's interesting. And again, maybe this is because it was an R-rated movie. But it's really horrible what they did to that family. They I know. should never have gone to that home. I this was is, shocked they were killed. This is what I meant earlier when I was saying the movie was long and it gave things time to breathe it really let you get to know that those, I know, those characters the nicest people they were so nice they um, were so like why would you invite somebody who helps you granted for like one minute push your car out of the, the road in this kind of dangerous society they live in why would you invite them to stay in your house and this is a lesson to never invite a stranger to stay in your house because look what it brings I know I did like the little subplot where um, Wolverine helps the father out with the baddies I liked that. It was like him, like he had so shut himself off from society that um, uh, when Charles tells him uh, just to help them when the when yeah he's the like I don't want to help them. You know, someone will come along. Someone has come along. It's funny though, in that because that's that dialogue is in the trailer and it seemed like of much more importance when oh, you heard really? it in the trailer. And we also assumed she was talking. He was, he was talking about the girl, but no, he's talking about. Uh, a car that yeah, he was so heartless, and he was so ill. And did I understand it correctly that he's ill because his claws are poisoning him? Yeah, that was slightly confused. That's how I understood it first. The adamantium is poisoning his body slowly. Um, yeah. But then I, but then I was thinking, or is it that the um, the water and food that they'd all been eating was poisoning them Amazing. because of the gene manipulation? I don't. I think it's. I think it was the claws. You see, that stuff was interesting. There was what was interesting about it was they focus on the character stuff very obviously and very intentionally, but there's just enough other stuff that was intriguing, like the self-driving cars on the road. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of future stuff. I like when uh, I think Black Mirror does this very well as well when it's near future. You know, it's just not the changes are subtle. Yeah, it's not like uh, flying cars and. I just feel really bad that. That was Professor X's life in the end. He just, he was locked was in a so room. so sad. And he... And the medication Logan, was let making him forget things. Yeah, the medication was making him really unhappy and forgetful. And he, he was murdered ultimately by Logan's clone. Yeah. It just felt really sad. And he didn't, he said, oh, this is the happiest night I've had in so long, which was nice. But like, yeah, you, the happiest night you've had in so long. And now you've murdered this entire family. So that's not particularly nice. No. But yeah, the um, end when she was calling him daddy and he was dying, I just could not stop crying. Oh. So moving. And then when she turned the cross on the grave to be the egg. Oh, so good. Oh, so subtle. So good. What See, a great I just way to think, end like, it. That movie is so incredible that the other ones should just cower in shame at the shit they're producing. Well, here's the thing, right? I feel like that's, it was a very bold movie, um, very, very singular in its vision. And I think it's better than like all the. Christopher Nolan Batman ones I would say it's better than yeah, all of them I agree I, I really agree um, but I feel like we might be entering a, be- a better age of comic books and I think Deadpool might have helped with this because studio interference is probably the thing and be, you know playing it safe that, that takes all the edges off comic book movies and superhero movies because it, and trying to get that PG-13 
uh, certificate because they want the big audience and the big numbers and they want to play it safe give the fans what they want etc we well, yeah, do have to but, say there was no kids I, my, I was wrong there was no kids the only people at this movie were randomly dotted around single well men on their own um, who I guess were maybe trying to like escape their children or something because it's very unusual to see everyone in the cinema be on their own except us and they were all men yeah um, but I think Deadpool showed that you know that was that's the most profitable R-rated movie of all time now, and it showed that you know you don't you don't have to try and make it appeal to everybody. You can still make money, and you can you can make a superhero movie with, with teeth. And this wasn't like R-rated for R-rated sake. There was no, no sex in it. There was there wasn't unnecessary cursing. There was natural cursing like we would do if we were upset or angry. Whereas you know Deadpool's a very extreme example of language and sex. And, but also, uh, Wolverine is a character that, even in the in the comic books, uh, always was vicious and visceral. Yeah. So if any if any character deserved that treatment, it, it was him. And it's just it just matched it. It matched it perfectly. But I love that it was bold in that it really was just a character. And it was drama. just them. Like I'm pretty sure. Now I don't really remember the last Avengers movie we saw, but I'm pretty sure there was 20 plus characters in it. In, yeah, Captain America Civil War, maybe, yeah, yeah lo- loads and loads of characters. And those movies are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I like that they went backwards on this. There's and really I think only Marvel, three characters. Um, have, Marvel have been hoisted by their own Picard because... They made hoisted such by their a own big, Picard? <laughs> yeah, they made such a big deal about bringing the whole universe together, which was cool at the start. But now it's just so boring, and that's why when things like Ant-Man or even Guardians of the Galaxy come around... It's so refreshing, and yeah. that they are refreshing. I mean, they're very different from Logan, but yeah, I think with Logan, it's just such a good standalone movie. And I'm pretty sure, like you're right, the next X-Men movie would just be the same old shit again. This felt like a completely different movie. A director who's not usually involved in the franchise, actors who aren't coming back. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think Marvel is falling into the trap that happened with the comic books, where the continuity becomes very complicated if you don't if you haven't been paying attention for the last six movies you won't know who everyone is yeah which this didn't There's matter I could have just watched the first X-Men movie and then watched this yeah you didn't and need to know fine. any of I get it, really. it I get who those characters are yeah so good anyway thank you for making me go except you did make me stay till the end of the credits and there was fucking nothing at the end yes, of the credits yes uh, if you're okay we should have <laughs> warned people at the start of this because they've probably seen it by now yeah but yeah I hate when they do that I hate what like these these Marvel movies and DC movies now have, have trained us no they trained you I was getting up to leave <laughs> yeah but no I wasn't the only there was other people waiting as no, well there was one other guy oh well he was also disappointed <laughs> um, but because I'd heard rumours that the, there was a Deadpool um, two trailer in, in front of this or after it or something but Deadpool isn't connected to this movie is it? no but Deadpool is in the same universe as, as this because oh. Deadpool is in the same universe as the X-Men no I know that but it's not the same producers is it? Like, yeah 20th Century Fox oh right okay yeah. um, anyway we're digressing we should get off um, so yeah brilliant we both loved it absolutely yeah. absolutely loved it um, thank you for making me go and how do you rank it now of, say if you're Marvel movie, movie Marathon and I know it's a different studio but where would you put this compared to all of that wider Marvel Why universe not? I think it's, it's, it's safer well that's apples and pears in a way isn't it better to compare this one to the other X-Men movies but it's obviously better than all the X-Men movies like, there's is. no comparison it, this is the best X-Men so movie so I want you to compare it to a wider universe 
Oh, okay. Though I have to say, the very first X Men movie, I loved it when I was younger. Yeah, and Annex Two is excellent. Yeah. And X Men: Days of Future Past was very good. And also, this movie can only be enjoyed, I think, even though it's very much standalone. You have to have at least seen the first X Men movie, or this movie would be shit. Well, it would help. It would, you know, you just not would it be shit because it's a really good movie, but it, it wouldn't be interesting to you if you hadn't at least a sense of the universe. Yeah, um, I would say this is, you know, this is way up there. It's way, this would be in better than m- like more than half of those. More than half? Are you Marvel. kidding me? Of those yeah. crap movies, being top three, it'd be up there with Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier and Civil War. I think for me, mm, interesting. Yeah, definitely up there. Cool. But anyway, I'm glad yeah. I went. Um, Definite palate cleanser after all the shit superhero movies we've watched over the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Um, I feel like this is going to be a good year for movies. Don't you? I'm excited. Well, I'm not excited by that terrible Scarlett Johansson movie we saw a trailer for. Ghost in the Shell. No, that looked pretty weak. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even, I'm not a big fan of that, that anime either. I saw it years ago. I think it's overrated. It just looks boring. Um, and I do like, I mean, I enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy promos. Guardians of the Galaxy looks great. Um, oh, and I, I saw think Kong um, Skull Island looks great. No, I've seen that movie a thousand times. I do not need to see another King Kong movie. And I just think Brie Larson isn't is doing herself a disservice. Like, don't go from winning the Oscar to being in that shit. <laughs> yeah, but probably and Tom a, Hiddleston. Not probably a juicy paycheck on that. I'm sure there is. Um, but yeah, anyway, we better go. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what you thought of Logan at the Cinemile on. Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>